0: Hi, this is Debbie with Light of Your Worth. I'm so glad you're here. So grateful. My heart is full that you are here listening and joining. Today's episode is part two of three, where my friend Aaron Ann Barcelos comes together with I, and we continue our conversation where we talk about owning and honoring our own needs. What that in-between looks like. You've heard a lot of talk about people talking about transition. Well, we kind of go there and talk about forgiveness and what it looks like to be perfect, whole, and complete. So enjoy the episode. And I'm so happy that you are here. If you want to hit subscribe and share it with your friends, who will find value in this, it would be so, so, so appreciated. Sending you my love, have a wonderful day. Yes, I had a couple thoughts come to me. You know, one of them is a resource for people who are learning to navigate through those and that's the book Crucial Conversations. Um, Highly recommend it. It can be used in a work environment or a home environment, but it really gives you some different ways of learning how to have those, those conversations. Um, I've taken the, this workshop three times and every time I take it, I'm like, oh, I didn't even, like, you know, you pick up what you need. But what was really interesting about what you touched on too was that another simple example that I, that as we continue down this kind of, cause it's around boundaries, right? Being able to voice and speak and how do we, how do we still stand in this? It's brand new you feel like you're like this little bush, little mini tree, the roots aren't planted yet. And yet, you know, the wind can easily come through and just rip it up, right? And then you have to replant yourself. Um, and one of the common ways I've seen this, and I don't know if, if it's been something that is uh, impacted you, but I've seen it. Um, so I'm going to bring it up, not not with you necessarily, but when we can't do something, or either we don't wanna do it or we're trying to learn boundaries or maybe we don't wanna do anything, right? And our, our, the program that we met, I think is the first time I really had somebody bring it to my attention was that if you get invited out, for instance, and maybe it's on a Friday night and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of tired. I don't have plans. Maybe you have plans the next day or maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to simply stay home and be. Is that ability to say no, thank you, not explaining that you're tired, not you don't ha- that we don't have to give an explanation in respectful, healthy relationships. Just by simply saying I'm not available. That's it. We don't know anybody an explanation. Have you? Have you seen that with yourself or with your clients? Or it, it's a pattern I've had to break uh, because I was always wanting to give them a five-minute explanation of why why I can't go do something. And it's like in the end, as I started to learn that balance, I found the less actually was actually healthier for me because then you start getting into that dialogue of, well, we don't have to stay that long or. Or I can help you if if it's a cash flow issue or a time issue, or I can come pick you up, or you start getting into this other dialogue, and that becomes even more challenging as you're as you're learning to break and build new habits of taking care of yourself. Have you seen this as well with um, who you've worked with, or even within yourself? Of
1: oh, absolutely.
2: You know, um, yes, that example, and I could probably come up with a million other examples, but to really like hone in on the core of the issue and like what I want to say around it is, again, we're not taught in our society to honor ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to be in touch with our own needs. To be in touch with our desires we find ourselves living according to these unrealistic expectations that the world puts on us or that other people put on us and they lead to us trying to accommodate those expectations it's kind of like a lose-lose situation they never really lead to Fulfillment, um, true peace, true happiness. So in an example like that, where somebody reaches out and asks, you wanna go out? And I'm like, I know I really don't. Yeah, I feel obligated to say yes, or I'm afraid to say yes, or I feel like I need to say no, but then give like a whole 30 minutes of why I'm saying no. So I'm, I need to justify my answer. Like, I feel a little angry that that's (laughs) the way we're, you know, the things that are passed down for people, for us, for those, you know, there's a reason why this topic is coming up right now. So I'm imagining that this topic is very beneficial to somebody listening. And the real thing that I want to say is like, oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, sister, sister, you you are so important. You are so important. Your needs are so important. You have this desire to live a life that is full of fulfillment and full of meaning. And, you know, the universe wants you to flourish. The universe wants you to be happy. And the way that we get to a space of living our lives in alignment with the universe and living in alignment with these potentials of abundance and flourishment and meaning, like the biggest key, and if there's one huge thing, that I could give that you would take as your takeaway is like your needs are so important and they need to be honored. Your inner wisdom has all of the answers it needs, and it will guide you moment by moment into the best thing to do, to take care of yourself, the best way to handle any situation, and the best way to receive the healing you're looking for, and the guidance that you need to create the life that you're really trying to seek. Your inner guidance tells you everything you need. So when you get that sensation, whether it's mild or strong, I've learned to listen to it regardless. And I've learned to listen to it regardless, unfortunately, the hard way, because every time you go against your inner knowing, you end up in a situation where you wish you listened to it. So that inner knowing is always guiding you. And it is so important to listen to it, no matter what it's saying. Yes, it's gonna be uncomfortable sometimes to honor that inner knowing and tell somebody no. You don't need to justify yourself to anybody. When it comes to explaining to somebody why you're saying no, what I would say for you in that situation is how much, how safe do you feel with that person? Do you really feel like you can open your heart and be honest and safe in really expressing what your reasons are to say no? If you feel safe and like that person would hold a safe space for you as you express that, then yes, explain why. But if you know that person and you know that person's not really going to get it and they might criticize you for it, don't explain why. Because it's going to, it hurts. Their response is going to hurt. It's going to put you in a situation where you're like having to like fight for yourself, like just. Uh, simply no thank you, or I'm not available right now, or I actually have other plans, or you know what, on second thought, like I'm not really feeling going out tonight. I'm gonna spend my evening in a different way. Can we take a rain check? Like there's so many ways that you can kind of say no without feeling obligated to go into 30 minutes of explanation. But a true friend that has your back our true friends are down to walk through the muck with us. You know, our true friends, like, oh listen to your 30-minute spiel. And then at the end, of the they go, girl, you don't need to explain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I
0: just love you. Um, I know we've kind of gone down this whole path of um, talking about what a pattern is. And I think what was so beautiful about this, Erin, so thank you for going down there with me because I think sometimes as, as spiritual beings, we're, we're talking and we're explaining this healing and, and it might be where it's so high level for people to understand at times, not purposefully. Right. But then people are like, well, how does this actually help me? What does this look like? Because maybe they're new and they can feel something off, but they can't quite articulate it. And so thank you for helping us as we uh, shared, going back and forth about what does it look like? How does it show up? And you starting this journey so young, you know, the things that are so considered acceptable in our, especially in our youth, you know, who maybe don't even understand, or maybe there's nobody there to even help and guide them about what this could actually look like or is that a pattern because this is what they've grown up with. Nothing with the parents, right? Uh, Like nothing, not saying anything bad about all their parents. They did the best they could at that time, but they may not be realizing that they are also passing down some of their beliefs. And as women, I think culturally, we we pass things down, not, not purposefully, but that's just what we do. Right. And, so thank you for going on that path. I, I wanted to, to circle back around too, because we started your journey, um, when you were young and we got you to, um, your early twenties and this whole path of before we've met, but I know that there's been other, other parts of that journey. Was there, I didn't want to make sure that we, I wanted to ensure that I did not, um, have you there was other parts that you would like to share as our conversation naturally went towards uh what patterns were and the awareness and stuff so was was there anything else that you would like to share there um
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> um just thinking where to start with that. okay um, so if there's like one
2: huge thing that I've learned, it's that we are souls in these bodies. This is not our first rodeo. We've, this is not our first incarnation. We've experienced life. In other bodies, at other times, in other ways. So, some of these patterns we might struggle with might even stretch far back into other lifetimes. And the hardest moments, the hardest relationships in my experience have been with people in which when I'm, when I'm wanting to go deeper into healing around the situation or the relationship, there's almost always some sort of past life connection, some sort of past life issue, some sort of path life, past life healing. And I had many of those uh, relationships or experiences. And I'm always, you know, Uh, I want to be clear. I'm always coming from that place of what does my soul really want, right? Like what's really going on on a soul level. And that's one of the reasons why traditional therapy never worked for me is because it just was so superficial. I'm like a deep person. I'm like seeing past lives. I'm getting visions. I'm, I'm awakening in spiritual ways. And so I've always searched like what's really going on. What's, what's really in the depth of this. And so I had my partner before my current partner. Um, He was, I was sure he was my person. I was so head over heels in love. We like kind of knew each other since childhood. We had such a strong chemistry and spiritual connection. And Ultimately, um, it didn't work out. He, he kind of approached the relationship with like a, I want you. No, I don't. I want you. No, I don't. I want you. No, I don't. And ouch. It hurt so bad. And the pain was that kind of spiritual depth I'm talking about. Like it wasn't a superficial like oh this guy's not into me like it it felt almost like the trauma that I experienced from the sexual assault like like being wounded to the core and my core just like completely shattered my sense of identity was gone it was such a deep 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 experience um many spiritual healers refer to something called the dark night of the soul. And basically what that is, is that uh, I heard Reverend Michael Beckwith define it as it's that in between space when who you once were no longer is and who you will be isn't quite yet. So you're in this place of the in-between, who you were is gone, you have no idea what's coming. There's a little bit of an identity crisis that takes place during that time. Who am I? Why am I here? I feel so hopeless, I feel so lost, my entire world just fell apart, and, um, and mind you, when this when this person and I ended our relationship, not only was I devastated then, but I was also forced to move at the same time. Was going through major changes in my business, like everything was changing. So I was in this very.
1: It was kind of like, what the heck, universe? Like I. I've done everything you asked.
2: And here I am with nothing. And I felt like my dreams just got like ripped away from me.
1: And it was devastating. Yet
2: um two things happened. Right at that same time. I went to Ireland, and I went to Ireland to study under Louise Hayes work. Louise wasn't the one teaching. She had already passed away at that time, um, but I studied from a woman named Eileen in the Heal Your Life teacher training. Now, if you're not familiar with Louise Hay, she is, she was such a pioneer in this whole self-help world, and she is the founder of Hay House Publishing, which is a major publishing company of like many, many, many spiritual and self-help books. All, many of the teachers that we've talked about already today are published under Hay House, like Louise was a pioneer, and she was really big into affirmations. And anyways, I went to Ireland to get trained in her work, to facilitate her workshops. And a big theme of her work
1: is all is well. All is well.
2: All is well right now. Using affirmations to affirm for oneself, I am perfect, whole and complete. So shifting out of that place of pain and into that place of peace, security, feeling safe. And
1: I had a moment in
2: that class receiving with forgiveness. And I thought I knew what forgiveness was. Conceptually, I did. Um, I was able to let go of a lot of things in my life. So like, I thought I knew what forgiveness was. We were doing this forgiveness exercise.
1: And it started
2: simple, like, I forgive blank. And we're working with partners, so you're, you're having to like fill in the blanks and all of a sudden like it's my turn so I'm saying I I forgive I forgive I forgive and I just start sobbing and I could feel like how I was trying to hold on to what I was resisting to forgive and I'm sobbing and I'm I'm saying it anyway right and it was like I'm not even kidding. It was like, there was these big, huge windows right on the ocean in Ireland. And like the sun came out so big, like streaming in. And I'm like, you know, snot all over. Like, I forgive so-and-so, I forgive so-and-so for this. I forgive myself. And it was the, I forgive myself part. I forgive myself. And the sun just like came out and like street, it felt like it streamed down and just took all of that pain.
1: And I literally felt like a newborn
2: baby. And my partner was hugging me. And I'm just like in my partner's arms. the class partner, the partner in my class, and she's holding me in her arms and I just felt like this newborn baby and it was like God was like there, just like gracing me with this new healing and new miracles. Of course, the miracles talks about the miracle is love and the way to get to the miracle is through forgiveness. And in comparison, there's no big or small. Like, there's no comparison. A miracle is a miracle, whether it's a small forgiveness or a big forgiveness. But that moment was extremely life-changing. And I went from almost having a constant state of anxiety, what seems like my entire life, although I never even realized it, to this place of true inner peace and faith and feeling safe
1: inside my own being. It taught me what faith really is.
2: My faith never wavers anymore. I trust the universe. I trust the higher power. I trust my guardian angels no matter what whatever fires they ask me to walk through or whatever hard life events, deaths seem to be the hardest, my faith no longer wavers, ever.
1: Wow. I'm just visualizing that moment.
0: I can see this moment of the sun coming in. You know, the, the confirmation, affirmation um, of of the angels, the archangels, all coming down with the sun. You know, all the earth elements coming through the window as you look over the ocean. Right, all the north, south, east, and west. Parts of the earth, and it's all just really rejoicing with you letting go and the forgiveness of yourself in that moment, absolutely, and in that environment that allowed that to all accumulate into that milestone life-changing moment
1: yes and
2: there was something very important about being in ireland for that my mother's family were are immigrants from ireland so as i was there doing my healing work in this training and in this class i knew i was hoping to break the patterns and cycles that have been passed down from my mother's lineage I knew it so that was super powerful uh healing for myself healing her healing the people that came before her uh really like getting deep and releasing all a lot of things that were passed down and on the same note, I was talking about the intensity of that relationship that had just ended. And I, there were absolutely past lifetimes that we experienced together. And which I think is one of the reasons why it was such a in your face, rattle you to the core, like identity crisis type of experience but I also know that we have had past lifetimes together in Ireland. So I traveled thousands of miles, took a lot of freaking courage, (laughs) huge leap of faith, but I just knew I had to go. I mean, I didn't know I was going to heal the family's lineage or really heal some of the past stuff and past lifetimes with this person. I I had no idea about any of that until it was happening. I just knew I had to be at this training and it's in Ireland and it's 2000 miles away and it's in April. So like go whatever it takes, like, and that took a lot of courage to get myself on the plane and to get there. And I had no idea what was waiting for me. But it was that gift, that huge, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gift that cleared up so many unseen things, including whatever I was holding against myself, that in releasing of it through complete divine intervention is what it felt like. Was just such a miracle and changed everything. That was the beginning of me finally feeling like I actually have become the woman that I've always been striving to be.
1: That's a powerful statement. Again, like owning that,
0: striving, becoming the woman you've always wanted to be. Hi, we're just going to pause for a moment so I can share this new goodie that I've discovered. Magnesium lotion that has lavender essential oil. My friend, Jolena Stewart, owns this small company called Love Energy Nature. She was actually one of my podcast guests earlier. And so you can go catch that. But she has created this magnesium a uh, lotion that is so delightful with all natural ingredients, sustainable packaging. So I encourage you to go check it out and help, help support a small business. Uh, it's loveenergynature.com. It's all one word, love, energy, nature, and love it as much as I do. On
2: the inside, right? Like there's all these you know, there's all the when I think of the woman I've always wanted to be, there's all these things on the outside, right? Like a thriving business, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's here. Yes, that's happening. Yes, I want that. That's part of it. But it's the woman I've always wanted to be on the inside, the part of me that's at peace, the part of me that feels confident, the part of me that isn't a hot mess with a little blip in something. Like, I, today I feel whole. Before I always felt like
1: there was something missing. Wow. I feel whole.
0: How many listening can say that? I feel whole. And the journey. And you, you touched on it earlier, but the commitment to yourself. You know where you can see the difference when you, when you were working with others. You know where your commitment. To their healing was greater than their own commitment, and you took that oxygen on your your for yourself, and you made that same high level commitment to walk through the gunk, to walk through the snotty moments, get down and get to the heart of what it was, and for you it was forgiveness, and and I think that's. It's just simply remarkable, and I want to acknowledge that path because you were brave, you were courageous, you were already whole and complete, and it was now where you could own that you were whole and complete. And almost like a little funny thing that I just got the visual of is remember (laughs) the Wizard of Oz when she comes back and you were already there. You know, when she clicked her feet, you were already home. you were already home. It was always there
1: within your reach. Mm. Already there within your reach.
0: You just had to commit a whole other level it, it, your um, your sharing of this dark soul description you know the uh, reverend uh, beck's description and I, I know that we hear a lot i've had a lot of people on who talk about i've been through this dark soul of the night and until somebody's been through it they may not even understand like or grasp what is that description and so thank you for sharing that because i think it's really going to help a lot of listeners understand what it looks like when things fall apart and while and how you're able to even support somebody as you see you can see what's happening this opportunity of this stuff falling apart it's the love relationship that you thought was that at this super deep level that you can't even put into words and express the move, the business stuff, how everything just was all almost colliding all at once. And and maybe it's presumptuous to assume, but last year, I believe there was a lot of dark souls of the night for a lot of women, a lot of people, men and women.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
2: when the pandemic hit, honestly, my response was, oh, I got this. I have like I've been through my own pandemic like I know I got this like I am secure in the unknown, I know that everything's happening for a reason. I know that I can have faith in the dismantling of all that we know I know that things have to fall apart in order to come together like I know i'm good, and this is my time to support others because. Absolutely, that whole we're experiencing it on a collective. Um, I believe that we are we are going through an evolutionary milestone as a collective human race, and this is the time for growth. And in that growth, it's exactly like explaining this process: the old needs to be released so that the new can enter. And there's this very uncomfortable in-between space of the old no longer is, and the new isn't quite yet. So, ah, like we're freaking out. We have no idea what to do. Like, it's scary and it's it can be dark. Um, it's extremely uncomfortable. And I think everybody experiences their own versions of that and, um, you know, I hope it's not as intense and extreme for everybody. You know, we can experience like mild versions of that, um, and still have the same transformational results. As long as it's divinely guided, um, you know, I trust, I trust everybody's process, everybody's unique individual process. And I know that your individual unique process is trustworthy as it's divinely orchestrated. Um, whether or not we tune into the divine blessings that are available, that's kind of up to us. Um, I'm getting a little lost in my thoughts. So I think I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah, The
0: so I wanted to,
2: to continue
0: with um, sharing about, you know, The beginning of the pandemic, the end of the pandemic, we're here, you know, the new energies of 2021 rolled in in July, you know, not just because our, our man-made calendar of January (laughs) decided it was a new year, right, and, and people thought, oh, it's, you know, I'm going to pop champagne, you know, swearing away 2020, let's bring in the new year, and, it got rougher, actually, before it got better. And as we start to step into this new space and allow, I think what you touched on was that this is a time for learning and growth. And so in learning and growth, I would love for myself and the listeners to hear about how do you, what does that look like when people, when you're working with them? Because you've shared all of this a uh, wonderful goodness of how you support others. So what, is that, what does that look like for you and your work? Um,
2: what does what look like? Can you repeat the question? Mm-hmm. Of
0: supporting the people who are drawn to work with you for support.
1: You know, how? Like what type of work do you do? Um, okay, great, great.
2: Um, Okay, so I do a lot of one-on-one work and I also do group work. So I'll explain kind of the difference, although mostly it's, you know, the common themes are, uh, well, right off the bat, and we didn't share this this evening, which is kind of surprising because it's one of the first things I usually share. I work with angels. Uh, Angels are beautiful beings of love that help us connect with the divine source of love, right? Like in truth, like you said, we are all whole. We are whole, we are complete, we are one in this vibration of love, all is well. Uh, There's a universal power that orchestrates our lives and so forth. This higher power, I like to call it the higher power. I like to call it divine love. Sometimes I call it God, universe, whatever terms work for you, there is a universal flow of love that guides and supports us. And it's always, always, always available to us. Angels are beings of love and their job is to connect us to this source when you look angel up in the dictionary that it they're defined as messengers of god so they're messengers that help us unite with this love um in my teens when i started reawake, when i started awakening on my spiritual path i I began to remember that i've been seeing angels since i was a kid like i remember being very little and seeing angels and always feeling drawn to these bright lights and feeling safe when they were around and having mental conversations and out-of-body experiences. So my childhood was very, very tapped in. Um, But through my trauma, I forgot all that and reawoken. I reawoke to it um, in my teens. So just like I was talking about the fairy cards, the fairy cards are, fairies are nature's guardian angels. So they're beings of love that exist in nature and they're, they're kind of fun. Uh, angels, yeah, fairies are a little more fun than angels, although angels can be funny. (laughs) So, um, that's kind of my thing. Like, I'm I'm just like tuned into these beautiful, amazing beings that support us. And I've learned how to speak their language and I teach people how to speak their language because we all have guardian angels around us. Every single person on this planet was assigned guardian angels at birth. And then we have spirit guides who are usually beings who have been with us in past lifetimes or they're connected in with our lineage. So they're more like connected to our soul and our soul. They know the history of our soul. We've known our spirit guides before. my spirit guide is like a deity from ancient Ireland. So like everybody's unique spirit guide, the spirit guide knows where you've been and what you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. Then there's archangels who are like big, bigger angels, and they serve different roles and purposes, and they kind of come and go as we need. Then there's the whole realm of goddesses and ascended masters and i love working with them too so like beings like kuan yin the hindus the buddhist goddess of compassion Uh, mother mary i also am really close with she's you know she comes from catholicism she was jesus christ's mother Uh, ascended masters includes working with beings like jesus and buddha and so forth my heart like I mentioned earlier that the healing pathway, like, was my lifeline. And for me, that healing pathway has totally 100% included asking the angels for help, asking for divine guidance, asking the universe to guide me. That, like, has been my lifeline. So it's funny that we didn't get to sharing that until now, but when you're asking me about the work that I do, I mean, that's the foundation for all of the work that I do. So when I'm working with people one-on-one, we're communicating with your guardian angels and the beings that are around you and relaying forth any messages that they have. Again, their messages are here to help you to align to that wholeness, that oneness. What that looks like specifically is I mean, it's very customized to what you're going through. Um, But, okay, like I have one client, for example, she loves working with me because she feels like every time we get together, it's like having coffee with a long lost soul sister. And in that time together, she is reminded of who she is and what her potential is in this lifetime. Some of the major things that she's had success with in working together is been releasing this pattern and habit of wanting to control every situation and having extreme anxiety when things don't go according to plan or the way she thinks they should go or the way that they want to go. So the benefits she's received have been feeling a lot more grounded been able to like really sync up with the universe's flow she's been able to develop her own intuition and have her own relationships with her angels and her spirit guides she's learned how to trust the process of life and surrender into whatever divine guidance the challenges have instead of freaking out that they're not going the way she thought they should Another client that I work with, she's the type that worries so much about everyone. So since working together, she's been able to release that stressful state of worry that she's been finding herself in for her whole life. And now is more trusting that everything and everyone is taken care of. Um, I have a recent client. One of the things that she said, I think this one's my favorite. (laughs) Since working with Aaron and being introduced to the angels, it's like the biggest relief in my life that I don't have to worry anymore like worry about how things are going to work out like she in our work together she's been able to develop her own connection with the universe and with that comes this trust that everything is falling into place and working out exactly as it
1: should and the
2: she said the biggest relief it's the biggest relief to just not have
1: to worry anymore
2: so i do one-on-one work uh that's a session over zoom where we're communicating with your angels and really supporting you through whatever your process is uh helping you to get to that place of really being able to tune into the universe, develop your intuition, become that radiant, confident version of yourself and manifest the life you dream of. I think manifestation is one of my favorite things um, because as we tap into our divine power as a human being and as the souls that we are, we're reclaiming ancient gifts from previous lifetimes. And part of those gifts include the ability to really cultivate this life of love and create that life that we know is meant for us. The life we know is meant for us. I'm talking about the life that's been playing in your head. The life you've always seen yourself living. The life you truly dream of the life where you're making a big difference in the world, the life where you're happy, fulfilled. And yeah, that's, that's what my work is all about. And the group program that I do um, is doing that in community. And there's more method to it. I actually developed a workbook that goes deeply into inner work, personal work, connecting with different archangels and ascended masters, You learn a lot about them individually. There's personalized uh, ceremonies that work with connecting with them. And one of the beautiful things about the group program is just like we started out talking about today, your soul sisters are out there. Your soul brothers and sisters are out there. Like we always find each other. We always find each other. Your people are out there. We always find each other. And the great thing about group work is that it provides that opportunity for you to come together with your tribe, with your soul family. And the magic that's created in going through a program together is so powerful, just like what Debbie and I experienced. We, we met through this program, the program changed our lives in so many amazing ways we've developed, we found each other. We've have a lifelong relationship because of it. And yeah, that's just really one magical element.
0: Yeah. Hi, Debbie here. I'm so glad you're here. Grateful for every one of you listening. Um, you might have picked up that I like to support women. I love community. I love bringing people together and really um, creating a safe container for healing trauma. A lot of the women that you've met through the podcast have really overcome and have had resistance and have risen through the trauma and have created these wonderful lives and helping others. And so I created a, a membership, a monthly membership called Light Up Your Worst Society, where we come together every month. And every month there's a guest, most of them so far have been on the podcast. So you've met some of these uh, delightful women and every month I host a workshop. So the last one we just did was uh, releasing your, uh, your business launch fears. We've had workshops around aligning with your money, uh, mother, father wounds, um, uh, et cetera. In August, we are adding in the weight and health series inside of the membership. And this is really where we're gonna go through from a spiritual perspective and take a look at uh, the traumas and the wounds that are in our body systems and our chakra systems. And we're gonna go through and do some energetic healing. So if you'd like to learn more, come join me. Um, you can go to DebbieMcAllister.com and there's something there about the membership. Sign up for your free energetic healing while you're there. You can get your own Own Your Sparkle bundle as you go there. So can't wait to see you there. Much love. Hi, Debbie here. Hopefully you enjoyed Erin uh, and I's continued conversation So this upcoming Saturday is when we will drop uh, the third of our third part series. Um, So stay tuned and join us back here on Saturday. Take care. Bye bye.